0: All right, hi Evan. How are you? Hi Lena. I'm
1: good. Oh my god, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How how's your life going? Been going good. Just been
1: working a bunch. I recently had a kitty of mine pass away, which was very sad. So it's been yeah,
0: I saw. Yeah, it's
1: been a sad couple of days. But she was a old. She was. 17 wow like, that's really girl was born in 2004 so it's like i've had her forever so that's been sad but otherwise everything's been good i've been working how about
0: you it's good i'm in school um i oh yeah I I have went, classes
1: and everything dude
0: i gotta tell you i went to one class today i came home took a nap and i woke up and i decided to miss my just dis- my lecture And then I found out that I had also missed a discussion section earlier, so... (laughs) Mm, Up to um, a good start. It's fine. I don't think attendance is mandatory in either of them. I know for sure not the lecture, because it's, like, a 200-person class, and I was like, it's fine. Was it, like, one of
1: those, like, asynchronous ones that just, like, do your work at your own time?
0: No, uh, it is in a lecture hall, actually. I think... Had it been this time last year, it would be asynchronous. But it's in a lecture hall. They just don't take attendance because there's two sessions, so like you can go to either mm. one, and they record it, and you can just read the book, whatever. Jeez it's fine. Um.
1: Uh, anyways, well, welcome back everybody to the luck we had. A shameless recap. Uh, podclat. podcast. Oh my god, I'm gonna redo that. <laughs> Uh, And welcome back, everybody, to the Luck We Had, a Shameless Recap podcast.
0: I am one of your hosts, Evan, and... I am your other host, Lena. We are missing Amanda today, if you can tell. We don't have her lovely voice. Uh, We are a man down today. So true. Um, Amanda was a bit busy, and I ended up actually doing the notes for this episode for the first time, Um, and I wanted to host, lead host it anyway. (laughs) Um, And Amanda was like, you know what? I'm really busy why don't you guys take this on your own because the last episode you did by yourselves is really fun so we're a little nervous uh, but i'm excited yes um, give amanda the break she
1: deserves but also me and lena are gonna go wild she is such
0: a working girl but yeah evan and i might be a little all over the place because amanda is usually <laughs> the one that keeps us on track being In like, check. yeah she's always like guys we should stop Stop rambling. Let's go. So, uh, today we are going to talk about episode 402, Simple Pleasures. It aired on January 19th, 2014. It was written by Nancy Pimentel. We already know this bitch. We are very. Love her forever. We're very um, experienced with her. And it was directed by Mimi Later, who directed 105, Three Boys, 210, A Great Cause, 307, A Long Way From Home, this episode. 409 Hope Springs, or sorry, 408 Hope Springs Paternal. I made a typo. She did direct (laughs) Hope Springs Paternal, though. That is the correct episode. Um, 5.11 Drugs Actually. Yes. Uh, Which are all amazing episodes and then she produced on The Morning Show and ER and she directed the movie On the Basis of Sex, The Morning Show, ER, and a few episodes of Smash. So in this episode Fiona begins to enjoy the perks of living life just above the poverty line using her new health benefits to take the kids for checkups. Meanwhile, Lip seems to have lost his mojo as he struggles in school and with the ladies. The previously done- the previously on was Lip jacking a car, breaking into a car. Um, Which was and- really interesting to me because I was just like,
1: that seemed like such an old, like- An old Lip anymore. thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's at school at this point. Like, he hasn't gone off the rails just yet.
0: Well, it's also interesting that they- because f- usually they film the previously ons when they're already filming a scene somewhere. And then they'll just, like, do a little- Yeah,
1: because you can normally see their outfits or whatever. Yeah,
0: but- that one I don't recognize. Any they were just out and about and just decided to do it. Yeah. I guess they're like, let's just do this little thing. Let's real just quick. film a little bumper, you know. So previously on Shameless, Fiona had sex with Mike and he's a considerate partner. Debbie met Maddie at the arcade and he gave her a ride home. Stan, <clears throat> the owner of the Alibi, died. Lip is not doing very well in his English English class, but he's also not trying very hard. It seems Carol is still pregnant, but Veronica discovered she is too, and officer tony found an ailing frank in a crack house and carl decided to take care of him so then we do the title sequence we open on fiona liam carl and debbie at the fancy new doctor's office that they can afford now that fiona has insurance at her new sales job um apparently liam has eczema and one of his testicles hasn't dropped yet so sad (laughs) what what an interesting just little thing they throw in well and she's like he might have to get surgery if it doesn't drop and fiona's like Okay. So, okay. All right. And Carl Carl makes fun of him for it. But uh Carl then lets it slip to Fiona that Debbie has a boyfriend and Fiona is shocked that Debbie didn't tell her. Carl is I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Carl is generally just kind of being like nasty in this scene just like a total menace and he hits on the doctor.
1: He, like, makes some, like, really weird, like, remarks being, like, she, like yeah. he asked him to, like, take his shirt off and he was, like, do you want me to drop my pants, too? Yeah, and she's, and like,
0: then. and she's, like, slow down. And then, no, 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 yeah, she said, yes. she he holds up his armpits and she's, like, you got a couple sprouts of, like, armpit hair coming in. And he's, like, yeah, I got some down below, too. You want to take a look? <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, I'll take your word for it. Um... The Carl her. also tries to get the doctor to prescribe him oxy for Frank, but Fiona shuts that down like so fast. She's like, mm-hmm. "Nope." Um then Fiona asks the doctor about birth control and Debbie says that she also wants to go on the pill. Okay. I not that familiar with birth
1: birth control, but she's like, "What, 12, 13? Is that early for someone to start birth control?"
0: Uh anecdote time. I was on birth control at the age of 11 for health Mm. issues um yeah because i know there's different circumstances like i know
1: there was a couple girls i knew who like their periods were just so intense so they literally had to start it because they were like dying that's how
0: it was yeah and i ended up like having to get surgery and stuff but uh yeah so it honestly all depends on like when you get your period so like some Mm. people get it as young as like 10 11 some people get Mm. it like as old as like 15 16
1: and especially in this circumstance like she hasn't even had it yet so there's no real reason exactly
0: that's why that's why fiona says no fiona says no you haven't even gotten your period yet and then carl makes fun of her for not having her period because he's like he's like donna daddy got her period and she's like she's nine (laughs) (laughs) she gets really upset but yeah you like you can go on the pill as early as you get your period essentially um but then both of the kids get very frustrated with fiona and storm out and like a pubescent they're all like and they just Just leave I love them at college. Lip is playing cards with the other cafeteria workers using food as like bargaining chips. Lip wins the hand and leaves with his earnings, saying that he has to get to a quiz in 15 minutes that he has not studied for yet. And I actually really love Lip's friendship with these guys. I thought this was a really fun little scene. I was like, okay, Lip, like, yes. Because we see that one
1: guy, like, continuously, like, throughout with him in college. But I'm like, that's all we were ever given, though, is just, like, his quick little scenes in the back of the kitchen.
0: Unfortunately, I really don't remember his name i don't remember his name either he was such a nice guy he was though. so sweet maybe i just haven't been paying close enough attention they've probably dropped a name but i just haven't been paying attention but yeah you know the one we all know the one we um, all know who it is a lot of this episode is just like very quick cut scenes uh so back at the gallagher mm. house frank wakes up takes a disgustingly orange piss in a gatorade bottle and then attempts to get some alcohol into his system by dropping it into his eyes with like an eyedropper and he really—he looks like shit. That
1: close-up shot of him, like that's like that scene of him just like when he like like sits up like a fucking like dude. He looks like shit. And his shit. eyes are just strung. He looks disgusting.
0: He looks so bad. And that kiss <laughs> that he takes in the Gatorade bottle literally <laughs> looks like Gatorade. It's I'm evil. I'm gonna throw
1: up thinking about
0: it. <laughs> anyway, back to Lip in what seems to be a macroeconomics class where the students are grading each other's quizzes. And most of them seem to have done well, but Lip got a 60%, which he's honestly not super disappointed with, because he tells his seatmate, he's like, oh, but with the curb, like, it'll be like a B minus. And the guy's like, in what world? And I mean, like, to be fair, in college cease to get degrees like yeah like you just have to pass yeah
1: you just have to pass and like Lip's not one of those people that's ever seemed like he's been fighting for that like higher grade like homeboy like
0: right because it always used to come to him anyway he didn't have to do a lot of work in high school but now that he's in college and he has to kind of like catch up a little bit he's like well as long as i pass and get the degree because the degree is what gets you ahead um Anyway, the kid next to him brags that he studied all night and got 100%. And he's kind of right. Like, Lip is not trying as hard as he could be. Obviously, we know that Lip's got other shit going on. But shit hasn't really hit the fan yet. Like, he could be focusing a little more on school. He
1: could sit down and read that book just a little bit longer.
0: He could have not played cards with his cafeteria mates and instead studied a little longer. But anyway, so the professor says that anyone who wants extra credit should come to the tutoring session. And then class continues, but Lip just kind of generally seems like lost or out of place. Like he just looks really distracted uh,
1: but i will say that college set is probably one of my favorite like shameless exteriors though. oh for
0: sure the the university that they used lip just mm-hmm. looks so good in his college mm-hmm. era too anywhere anywhere uh, from seasons four to six it's like oh look at him that, Look at he'd him be go! Looking good, that hair, those the, the outfits. Hair. He's been he'd be dressing good. He's literally <laughs> dressing. He's looking so chiseled and fine. Yes. At the alibi, Kevin and Veronica meet with Alan, Stan's son, and his lawyer to discuss Stan's will. Alan seems salty that Stan considered Kevin more of a son than him because he's gay, which I feel like is pretty fair. Um, <laughs> like I would be pissed too. I'd be like, what, what the hell? This random guy that he hired to work at his bar. Um and then they show like a very poorly photoshopped picture of Kevin and Stan on the wall that I think in mm. season 11 when Kevin and Veronica were like packing up the alibi and they were looking at the picture of them with Stan that's the same photo. They just added they just added Veronica into it. I I'm <laughs> like 99% yeah. sure that's the same that's
1: photo. That's really
0: funny. Which is just like okay, like I I'm not going to expect any more out of a TV show, of course. Like yeah, especially shapeless. They don't do Yeah, it's any, like who even give a shit, honestly. Like all
1: of their like background like photos of like childhood photos it's like either they rip them from the actual actor's childhood or well they, they always
0: just... do that on on productions they always do yeah. that but like yeah well because sometimes it doesn't make sense like the backgrounds that they're in they're like that's not poor <laughs> like yeah. i don't know but yeah i mean i wouldn't expect any more out of a tv show like who gives a shit most people okay. don't notice it's just when people like us host podcasts we and we watch. do notice. <laughs> and we we are really looking so the lawyer starts to read Stan's will, and I'm going to, like, skip exactly what he says, but he leaves Alan his gun collection in the hopes that he'll kill himself.
1: <laughs> I hate the lot, but it was funny. It was kind
0: of funny, He because they just were so over the top with it. Like, they kept referring to Alan as she, and, like, he kept he dro- kept dropping the F word. I was like, ooh. All right. Um, And they're shocked to find out that Stan left the alibi room to Kevin, which apparently Alan really did not expect. I feel like if I was Alan, I would have been like, okay, I gotta yeah, be expected like I, that.
1: Realistically, I feel like just from what we know about like Alan and his dad, like he wouldn't have been left shit to begin with. So I'm curious why he was like, oh, he didn't leave it to me. It's like, you've never stepped foot in there. Right,
0: like he wasn't involved in the process of putting Stan in a nursing home or anything like that. But Alan decides that instead of going through the trouble of contesting the will and se- and then selling the alibi, because he doesn't even want it, He'll just have yeah. Kevin pay him a $500 rent per month for two years, because he says that's about the same amount that he would get. So that's what, like $12,000? Yeah. Quick math, yes. about $12,000. Um, And then Alan then smashes Stan's urn on the ground and ashes go like everywhere.
1: <laughs> and everyone's just like coughing and that like the- just They're just
0: kind of looking at it because he just walks out.
1: The guy who was reading the will like holds his like tie up to his like face. Also, your side note- Alan
0: looks like Lloyd slash Ned, you know, Ian's- Jimmy Steve's dad. He looks just like him. And it's kind of creepy.
1: I was thinking that while I was watching it, that episode. Old dude- old prissy gay dude with gray, like, quiff hair.
0: Skinny, skinny with the quiff gray hair, yeah. Who was wearing a scarf and a pea coat? <laughs> so then at work, uh, Fiona is called into Mike's office, and she does some silly, like, boss employee- flirty role play but then Mike kind of gets down to business which is like relationship business and Mike's upset that Fiona said she'd call and come over last night but she didn't do either and apparently also they play strip backgammon which I feel like is so nerdy and like funny of them like it's like oh <laughs> what the hell is backgammon again i think it's a card game i just know it's like kind of
1: yeah look it up is it a card game or is it like that weird like yeah it's the it's game.
0: a board game it's the one with like the triangles and you slide the you don't slide anything it's got the little circle pieces and there's dice oh and you... yeah, yeah 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 you know oh you know yeah okay i think i know they're such (laughs) losers losers. losers. (laughs) um and then she asked mike if he only asked to see her because he wanted to talk about their relationship and mike says that actually he decided to send her out into the field because one of their salesmen is supposed to retire in a few months and he's hoping that she'll take over his clients and they're such an attractive couple i'm not gonna lie in this scene in this scene i was looking at yeah i was looking at them i was like oh
1: they are are, he he is a cutie What did we say he's from?
0: I don't know. Has he been in other stuff?
1: I feel like I watched something with Sebastian recently that had him in it. What's the actor's name again? The
0: actor's name is Jake McDorman. Uh, oh my god, he was the love interest in Aquamarine. He was, yeah, he was Uh the love interest- He's cutie. He's such a cutie. He was in The Right Stuff, uh, Watchmen, What We Do in the Shadows. He was in Ladybird, Limitless, the TV series. I think he played the lead, maybe? Maybe not. Um, American Sniper, Ooh, with Bradley Cooper. He was in a show called Greek, Aquamarine, Bring It On, All or Nothing, I guess. Happiest Season. Wait, wasn't that the one with oh Kristen God. Stewart? Yeah, I did watch that. I did i don't who was he was he the like random ex-boyfriend yeah he was he was the so kristen stewart's girlfriend her like ex-boyfriend who's like family friends yeah (gasps) i have
1: seen this movie i literally just i like was trying to remember if i saw this movie or not i did anyways uh we love mike and fiona they're so cute together
0: Um, so then in Lip's dorm room, he's smoking a cigarette out the window while looking over his quiz as Ron and Amanda study on Ron's bed. And Amanda, like, kind of subtly, like, covers her nose while Lip smokes and, like, gives him a look. That's, like, it's weird, though. She's, like, half judging him for smoking, but Mm -hmm. also she's kind of, like, half intrigued by him. She
1: has, like, such a bitchy look, but also, like, she doesn't stop looking at him. But
0: also it's, like, she's into him. Like, ooh, she wants him so bad.
1: Like, bad boy vibes, of course. She's a bad boy.
0: Lip Lip catches her looking, and then he he thinks that she's judging him, and which she is, but he doesn't think it's any more than that. So he puts a cigarette out, and he starts to leave. Um, But Ron then invites him to a happy hour at Amanda's sorority later that day, and Lip's like, okay, thanks, leaves. So at the alibi, Veronica s- finishes sweeping up Stan's ashes, and then her, Kevin, and Tommy toast over the trash can. And Kevin makes, like, a really sweet remark about loving Veronica. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's, like, bittersweet because he's, like, Stan taught me that a man isn't a man unless he's fought in a war or loved a woman. But he, like, looks at Veronica when he says it. He's, like, Mm. and Veronica's, like, oh. And then Veronica says that she's not feeling great from being pregnant and, like, also inhaling the ashes. So she's going to (laughs) go home and, like, take a nap. And two of them are just being like really sweet because they're like kind of riding the high about being business owners. And on the way out, she, Kate, the bartender's on the way in and Veronica kind of taunts her and they drop the news that Kevin owns the alibi and Kev does like a funky little dance. And he's like,
1: I love it. He's like, a, it's
0: like a little shimmy. He goes, oh, you have to do everything I say now. Like, <laughs> And then Kate is like, why would you want the alibi? Um, so she crushes his good mood by telling him that the alibi is in deep financial trouble.
1: Yeah, she's like, Have you fucking looked at the books yet? And he's like, What books? Yeah,
0: we will hear more about the specifics later. Um, but back at the Gallagher house, Frank wakes up very itchy. His liver failure is now manifesting in kind of like a rash and also spider veins, and his feet, like his ankles, are incredibly swollen. Cankles. Dude, he's got cankles for real. I'm pretty sure Carl <laughs> says the same thing when he shows Carl Carl goes, it's literally
1: frank this is like the grossest frank has looked in a while
0: it was evil it was genuinely evil a little bit so carl then comes up to the room and empties out frank's piss bottle and he tells frank that he couldn't get him anything from the doctor because fiona wouldn't let him but he is very delighted to tell frank that he figured out how to masturbate in math class without anyone's noticing (laughs) and some kids in my high school actually did that they did yeah no
1: uh, yeah, There, some kid did that, like, on, like, the bleachers during, like, a There's concert. There's always some kid. Someone pooped on the bleachers during a corns concert, like, during rehearsal. They pooped on the risers while people were singing.
0: That's evil. Yeah. Oh, that's so evil. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Moving past that, Frank absolutely reeks. And he says that that smell is his liver finally giving up. And Frank seems to have like somewhat accepted his fate as like pretty doomed unless he gets a liver transplant. But he like knows that that's probably not going to happen. So he tells Carl to dump out all the alcohol in his room so that he won't be tempted. And he tells Carl that he can't have any more alcohol, just drugs. And he appoints Carl to get them for him. And then Frank like tears up and says he's proud of Carl. And Carl leaves the room and Frank lays down and cries a little bit. this episode's like really heavy that scene was kind of sad
1: it's heavy in the weirdest departments because like there's like the lighthearted stuff and then you're vibing you're happy and then you're just like fuck (laughs) and then frank's just dying in the background frank's like (laughs) i'm crying
0: and it's like i shouldn't feel bad for him but it's like oh william h macy's just so good at what he does he's always so good at what he does and he looks he looks so small and little on the bed it's like oh no look at him william h macy is already small as hell true he's a he's short little guy so in debbie's room ellie is clothes shopping for her baby holly is watching porn and debbie tells the girls that maddie invited her over to his apartment so they ask if his parents are going to be home and debbie says that he didn't say which according to ellie means he's going to want to do it and girl i am convinced that debbie being rotten is like almost everything to do with these two girls oh yeah putting these ideas in her head
1: like during her like developmental stages there were like sex men
0: only do well, holly's just like sitting in the room with them like watching porn ellie's pregnant yeah like and uh, i don't know it's just like so desensitized
1: from at such a young age
0: yeah they're just teaching her to sexualize herself um and then holly gives debbie a condom to bring and ellie says that if he's a classy guy he'll already have one in his wallet but just so i feel like we need to to say this don't keep condoms in your wallet don't
1: do that because of... they can wear down the latex mm-hmm. and then also the heat especially it like condoms aren't supposed to last forever like if it's in your wallet it yeah can... they do expire yeah like especially with like the heat and the temperatures you shouldn't put that shit in there because it could fucking tear and make it more breakable don't keep it in yeah. your wallet
0: do not keep it in your wallet don't keep it in a hot car put it
1: in like an altoids can or something
0: <laughs> i don't know literally it's like keep it at home and if you're really in a pinch just go buy some like come on
1: go puff them yeah
0: debbie says that she doesn't think she's ready for sex anyway but ellie says that this is the perfect time because she hasn't gotten her period yet and debbie says that she's still not sure and that she hasn't even told him how old she is and holly and ellie are both like don't tell him don't tell him because he'll dump you if he finds out you're 13 uh homeboy doesn't even need
1: to know she's 13 she looks like she's she looks 13
0: and he just doesn't give a shit but they're like, keep your mouth shut and act like you're 16. These girls are just evil. So it's Debbie nasty. leaves to go to the bathroom and Carl passes her in the hallway. And then he like goes to stand in her doorway so he can hit on Holly. And she's kind of flattered because he like stands in the doorway and she's like, the fuck are you looking at? And he's like, make a mental image for my spank bank later. And then she
1: like sits up and like adjusts her shirt and like pushes her hair back.
0: She kind of sits up and like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, you were a child. Yeah. So, back to Fiona, having the time of her life in the company car, and she's on her way to, like, I think it's her last sales call of the day.
1: Homegirl got her little Mickey D's or whatever. Yes,
0: <laughs> her some- I think she's eating Arby's, actually, because I remember seeing it and being <laughs> Arby's, like, oh my god, Arby's, please. so true. So uh, she gets a call from Mike, and she answers the phone, like, on the blue suits, and she's like, yo, 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 and it's like, oh, girl, <laughs> don't do uh... that shit. Embarrassing. But Mike asked to revisit their earlier conversation about her saying she was going to call. And the show does a conversation with a split screen, which I feel like they haven't done since season one. Like a real legit split screen, which was kind of nice. Yeah.
1: I remember they they did that a lot. I liked it when they would always do like the phone call scenes. They'd have like the both... Like a Partners. split screen instead
0: of just kind of like cutting to it or like assuming what the other person's saying. Like I do I do like a good a good old split screen every once in a oh, while. So do I. So it was kind of nice. Um and Fiona backs out of the conversation by pretending to be like the navigation system and she ends the call with Mike. She's like, You'll reach your destination in five hundred feet. And then she's like, Sorry, babe, I gotta go. Like, I'm at this call.
1: She's so silly for that. <laughs>
0: and she hangs up and she's just like looking around like, oof, all right. So back at college, Lip is on his way to his macro tutoring session and he sees a cute girl sitting on the floor outside the cos- classroom and he makes conversation with her, assuming that she's also there to be tutored. And they s- she goes, I'm Shelly. Lip. Interesting. What's this stand for? Uh, Lipshitz or Philip? Your choice. Oh, I like Lipshitz. Um, So that was like a fun little interaction between them i was like okay Lipschitz. that was so cute it was just like lip like okay okay, um and he tells her that he's not there because he's having trouble understanding the class but more because he doesn't give a shit about it mm-hmm. and he tells her that he's only there to talk the tutor into giving him extra credit points so that he doesn't do super poorly in class and shelly is serving peak 2014 with her little infinity scarf and her bright pink cardigan mm-hmm. she is so serving her, 2014.
1: Boots, her- Baby blue, fucking,
0: yes, skinny jeans. her tote bag. Like, she is dressed for fall college, dude. She is serving, and she's got her blonde, straightened hair. and He's super cocky about like being able to talk the tutor into giving him extra points. And then when the door opens, they find out that Shelly is the tutor and that getting those extra credit points will not be as easy as he thought. She's
1: like, You come in Lipschitz, and she's like, and he's like fuck <laughs>
0: he's like ah goddamn but like he's kind of laughing about it like he's like oh charm her though yeah he
1: was like damn she got me
0: <laughs> meanwhile carl is at kevin b's house convincing her to give him some pain medication for frank and he lies and says that fiona's on board with it v says that she's a ghetto nurse that it's better for people in the neighborhood to come to her rather than waiting forever in the emergency room because she's cheaper even if it's illegal which like she worked for her community so true i feel like every community every community has something like that i think mm-hmm. um so true but her medicine cabinet legit is oh like, my god insane.
1: It, it is stocked the fuck up
0: and half of it's probably expired Oh yeah. If she stole it a couple of years ago. And expired meds are not something to fuck around and with. And if
1: she's stealing it from old-ass people from, like, the old-time home. Uh-oh. The nursing
0: home. Yeah, and expired meds are not something to fuck with. But V sees through Carl and tells him that she's going to call Fiona before she gives him the pills. But before she can call Fiona, he points out that there's blood on her pants. And so she's spotting, which is really scary for her because she has a very high-risk pregnancy. So her and Carl immediately head to the hospital with Carl like swiping the bottle of the pills <laughs> up, on the way. Um at the alibi, Kate and Kevin are going over the books and apparently Stan has not sent in his payroll taxes since 2007, which was 7 years at the time of the show. And he hasn't renewed his business license since 2010, and the bar doesn't make enough money. How the-
1: fuck does that business stay open if it ha- those things have not been renewed?
0: I don't know. I feel like maybe it's that it's like so empty a lot of the time that people just assumed it was like empty and abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, But the bar doesn't really make enough money to like really support itself with all these expenses and Kevin decides that now the bar patrons have to pay for like previously complimentary nuts. Like he takes it out and he's like, he's like, no, you have to pay for these. Nuts. He like snatches it from Tommy. Yeah, and Tommy says, speaking of nuts, I dumped my load in Mickey's wife last night. Not Bad. So we have some foreshadowing of Mickey's upcoming storyline with Svetlana, but no, no actual Mickey sighting no Mickey in this yet. episode. No Mickey in this episode. um Very unfortunately. Maybe that's why Amanda was like, "I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I'm bored." Amanda was like, uh, "You guys can do this one without me." And we were like, <laughs> oh, "Okay." Um, so Carl calls the alibi and tells him that him and Veer at the ER, and she relays that information to Kev, and he rushes out at the Illinois Gliders Stadium. Fiona's trying to upsell the owner on buying personalized cuffs for the game and he like kind of he catches on to what she's trying to do but she charms him into like continuing to talk to her and indulge her isn't she like eating like
1: a pretzel or something
0: (laughs) she's like she's like why don't you go show me the concession stand i'd love a pretzel no she says a churro she's like i would love a churro you have churros and he like leads her there also because she's like i'm girl like i'm so cute yeah like we said this episode is just a lot of quick Mm -hmm. scenes but back at the tutoring session lip seems to be paying more attention to the hot tutor than to the work he's supposed to be doing and when she comes over to check on him he and Invites her to the sorority happy hour with him, and she says that she'll already be here because it's her sorority. So obviously she seems like very entertained by him but she's not like biting his line like she's not like oh i want to hook up with this guy she
1: hasn't shut him down yet but she's just like keeping him at like arm's length right
0: like until other options come along um at the er v and carl are waiting on the doctor and he jokes about suffocating her with a pillow so that (laughs) frank can have her liver when she dies obviously carl doesn't know fucking anything about liver transplants but he's like he's like i could suffocate you with a pillow and she's like Shut the fuck up. Like, so Kev finally arrives and Carl immediately leaves. He's like, Can
1: I go now? And she's like, Fucking leave.
0: Yeah, she's like, Go. She's like, You don't want to see what's wrong with me? And he just like looks at her and she's just like, Go. (laughs) Honestly, okay, who is letting this little kid run around the city all willy nilly? Like, I get that they're. Those kids up and leave a hospital
1: so often. I'm like, Where are you going? Well, dude,
0: it's like, I get that they're Gallagher children and that their rules are different, but he's like 11.
1: Like, he looks little. Like, where's he going?
0: Like, nobody is
1: just like, where's that little kid going? Like, what's he up to? Like, you can't tell me everyone in Chicago knows the Gallaghers.
0: <laughs> They're just, no, or if it's just a, you can't tell me that everybody in Chicago would just be chill seeing a little kid, like, on his own, just, like, walking around. like
1: Especially, like, Debbie. like And no one's,
0: and no one's gonna be like, where the fuck is he going? Especially, like, like,
1: those scenes we've seen of Debbie just, like, walking around town and stuff. I'm like, if some go- someone saw homegirl, 13-year-old, in those high heels, stomping her way down yeah, like, with the, the, the street, heels. they'd be like, where is she going?
0: Yeah. So, Kev starts freaking out about, like, waiting for care. But Veronica's just like, please comfort me. And it's, like, a sweet moment. He lays in he bed like, with her. her. It's so
1: sweet. I want to be hugged by Kevin. I bet he feels so comfy. He's
0: just like, I'm very big... Um, At the same time in the hospital, Carl is making his way out when he gets the idea to head up to the organ donation center. So he goes and tells the nurse at the front desk about Frank's failing liver and she gives him some at-home blood tests so that he can test his siblings that are over 18 so that they can hopefully find a match. And Carl mentions that Frank only, he's like, he's like, yeah, we definitely have all of the same blood type. My dad only cheated on my mom with a Mexican whore and they can't get pregnant. And it's like, (laughs) first of all, that's not how that works. Second of all, that's not how that works. Um, and all, this lady, the this lady, she's like, okay, get out, get out of here. I'm done. Like from the moment Carl opened his mouth, she was like, nope, <laughs> yes. nope. She's like, all right, whatever. Back in the hospital room, Kevin and V are finally being seen by a doctor and they get the news that they're having triplets. Uh... Mm. And Veronica freaks out because they can't afford four babies. Because, you know, we have Carol's baby too. Mm -hmm. But Kev is super excited and he tells everyone in the hospital about his magic penis. Have a magic penis. He's like, he's like, I got a magic dick. But no, Kev, it's that Veronica ovulated multiple eggs. If anything, Veronica has a magical womb. Yeah,
1: literally. Like she had a- (laughs) Your sperm was just like, I'm out. Here. She had a 0.1% chance of getting pregnant. Now she has three babies up in her uterus. And
0: then she ovulated three eggs three. at once. Like, but back to Fiona, she's driving back to the office from her last sales call and she gets another call from Mike and he's really excited to tell her that all the clients loved her and the gliders guy did decide to order the the special cups. But then Mike steers the conversation back to her not calling him the night before. And Fiona really, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you. Okay, so like Fiona doesn't think it was a big deal, but Mike stresses the importance of like accountability and communication in a relationship. I don't think he's necessarily in the wrong. And I do think that he- And he and the way when they do end up having that conversation, he is kind of like, just do what you say you're going to do and we're not going to have a problem. And then she's like, "Okay," and he just lets it go. Like, I think that was perfect. That was the best way to handle it. Fiona, like ignoring him Mm -hmm. and trying to like brush it off as something that's not important. She knows that he was cheated on by his wife. And she so I feel like she knows that like trust and accountability and communication and like honesty is really important to him. Uh Uh-huh. And the way that she's kind of brushing it off, like, oh, you're not seriously mad about that. It's like, well, he was going to hang out with you. He had plans with you. And then you just, it wasn't even like you blew him off. Well, it's like, it wasn't even like she texted to say she wasn't coming over. She just straight up didn't come over, didn't contact him at all. And so if I, if that was me, I would be kind of upset. I'd be like, I've been waiting around for you. Like I could be doing literally anything else. So anyway, but him, him like letting her off with like, just kind of like, just do what you say you're going to do. And like, we'll be fine. I think that was perfect.
1: Yeah. No, like 100%. Like. like especially like what you said like fiona blowing him off continuously is where i had more of my problem than anything because like you did do all those things he's just like hey like why didn't you text and she's like oh well i was doing something but i was like
0: well because it's not like it's not like she like is scared to have this conversation with him she's blowing him off because she doesn't think it's important
1: yeah she doesn't think it's a big deal
0: she thinks it doesn't matter so and it's just like it doesn't matter if you don't think it's a big deal he cares about it so you should listen Yeah. Anyway, great timing though, because they don't actually end up talking about it yet. A guy is honking at Fiona and tailing her. So Fiona hangs up on Mike and accepts a call from Carl asking her what her blood type is. And he tells her about the possibility of her donating her liver, but she is not having it. And Fiona, who has such a short temper sometimes, is getting really frustrated with this guy tailing her and honking. So she moves over Elaine and lets him pass her and then he yells out his window at her and calls her a bitch. So they both start yelling out the window at each other mm-hmm. and she says he has a tiny penis and he, that just like, it snaps. He break-checks her. This
1: scene gives me secondhand embarrassment. I don't like watching it. It's
0: literally, well, because all those people are watching her and she's screaming. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of his car and grabs a bat. And she freaks out and tries to back up, but no, there are people behind her. It's too late. And the guy smashes the windshield of the company car. And it's like, damn, this guy's issues. All she said was that you had a tiny penis. Yeah. You drive a pickup truck. Of course she's going to say that you have a tiny penis. He
1: just committed a felony. For real.
0: Well, and, but when she's screaming she's like, back up, back up, back up. It like, <laughs> gives me embarrassment, honestly, the way she's screaming at him. I
1: hate that scene so much. <laughs>
0: Anyway, at the sorority party, Lip sees Shelly and he goes to talk to her and he tries to hit on her. But then she points out a guy across the room that she's interested in and he says, go flirt with him like you're doing with me. And she goes, you're a freshman. It's easy. And he says, yeah, but I fuck like a sophomore. Ah! Boy. Boy, you don't. The way he said it though, I was kind of like, ooh, he's kind of got a point though. Uh, He (laughs) kind of be making many points. Well, because it's like, I'm a sophomore in college now and it's like, no guy I've met on campus yet looks like Lip at all. But. But he kind of had a point. Um, he helps her flirt with him though, and Lip tells her to like be mean to him in a playful way, like give him shit, and the guy totally eats it up. Of
1: course he does, and
0: and it's like yeah, of course bullying is flirting. So true. And Lip looks so fine.
1: He be dressing in college. He
0: did be dressing. He was wearing those little sweaters. Lin Paulo. Shout out to Lin Paulo. Mm-hmm.
1: He took he got rid of those tank tops and those shorts thank god because it's cold. Yeah, it's cold and then
0: obviously they come back in season 5 but
1: but everyone be dressing better when it's cold outside
0: Yeah season 4 is just like ooh the outfits um and the song in this scene is wiser by old man canyon as carl calls lip to ask about his blood type and they're talking on the phone a little that song i added it to my spotify i've been listening to it it's actually a really great i song. need to
1: check it out i don't think i remember that it's kind of folky
0: it yeah it's kind of folky is it's it really playing
1: good at the party or is it just playing in the background
0: in the background when lip and carl are on the phone gotcha and it's like yeah it's pretty folky like kind of mumford and sunsy but lip says that he is a b positive blood type and carl starts to hang up but lip is like wait wait wait, wait like i miss you let's talk
1: that was so sweet he'd like i'd he would like i he He's like at a party he's like no, no no like what's going on like how's everyone because well,
0: yeah because like the party's not going very well for him either like his girl is like mm. interested in someone else and carl tells lip about frank's liver and liam's rash and then they end the call and it's like increasingly clear that lip feels like an outsider at this place and he just like misses family he's not physically very far from them but just like culturally
1: because it does like that pan out shot of him just like drinking his like solo cup looking
0: around at everybody yeah like people watching so just like carl getting off the train because his stop is there debbie is then seen exiting the l car in some heels that she's having a lot of trouble walking in it's
1: kind of embarrassing where is this where is this girl going like i'd be like i know i know where this this girl's girl's going but like if i was just like anyone on the street i'd be like little girl (laughs)
0: little girl like where the hell are you going damn i feel like we're getting through this episode so fast we're like kind of almost
1: speed running and we've
0: only been filming for 40 minutes Ooh, all right this might be a little short oh we making it easy for a man that's what we're doing <laughs> well we're just not we're not rambling and talking well because there's no mickey too there's nothing to really like analyze because <laughs> this episode i will say is like kind of just a little bit of filler setting up for later yeah. but back at the gallagher house carl wakes frank up and presents him with the pill bottle he stole from v and then carl tests frank's blood and discovers that he's o positive which i think is the universal donor but not the universal receiver yeah you
1: everyone can get o but i don't think everyone
0: like like o positive people well because it's like o positive o negative o positive people can give yeah o o people can give to everyone but they can only receive their own Mm -hmm. blood type i think except i think they can receive o negative maybe it's a maybe it's a b maybe a b maybe or o negative something like that
1: i don't even know what blood type i am i like we did something like that in forensics we didn't test our own in forensics but i think because it would be a biohazard just to be like having a bunch of kids bleed in class
0: having your blood out (laughs) put that blood back where it came from yeah i think i i remember asking my doctor because i did donate blood a couple years ago i and they need my blood type i was a a positive i think
1: my parents don't know their i think my parents know theirs but i don't know i'm
0: either them. i'm either a positive or b positive i just know i'm an i just know i'm an a or Hell b positive yeah. but i'm not a b that's all i all viewers out there who now know my blood type. <laughs> so true is that like i don't think that's like sensitive information. no it literally is it's just kind of funny like first thing icebreaker question it's only for literally if
1: you need a, to do a transplant or Donating—that's the only time that information. Well, it's
0: like happened. anybody could find out if they wanted to, too. Well, it's like it's also like what a fun little icebreaker question. What's your, What's your blood, type, blood type? By, the, by way?
1: the way, can you honestly? I'm just I gonna just roll to, to a hospital. And be like, yo, you got your blood type cards? I saw it on Shameless once.
0: <laughs> yeah, like can I test my blood yeah, right here? Take my finger. So after getting Frank's result that he's O positive, Carl walks to the bathroom and ro- starts rooting through the trash. I hate this scene. No, we don't know what happened yet. Though, <laughs> um, back at the sorority party, some guys are watching a pair of drunk girls make out. God, I wish that was me so bad right now. God <laughs> I Oh, I wish I was kissing that girl so bad right now. But Lip passes by like pretty amused. And then he sees a girl that he like half recognizes. And
1: fun fact, that girl used to be like one of shane dawson's friends and was in a bunch of shane's videos back then she's also in his movie not cool and no she's way. also her she's a very oh
0: i remember her yeah
1: she's a very famous like voice actor she does like a lot of like voice acting for like animes and video games
0: yeah 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 i'm assuming i forget then, her she's not friends her, her
1: name anymore. starts with an s i know that it's like shane Sarah? no it's like a. I think it's a like Shane Lee?
0: Like a weird like name? like Shane
1: Lee or something like that.
0: Shailen? Because Shane, Shane Lee was like a... That's Shane Dawson's full name. Oh, uh, Sheremy
1: with a C-H. Sheremy. Sheremy Lee is her name. Mm-hmm she's a really good actor i'll just say that she's a really good voice actor too
0: she did she did great in this scene yeah so he strikes up a conversation with her apparently he went to high school with her younger brother and she remembers his family because she's like oh wallace street
1: because they connect on being south side because they talk about growing yeah. up at different high schools also uh yeah and they
0: both they both went to the same high school it's just she graduated a couple years um, before him. Just-
1: by the way, Jeremy Lee has 371 IMDB credits. Homegirl's been working. Yeah, she's a voice actor.
0: Yeah, she's booked and yeah, busy. Dude,
1: she's in every single anything. Good for her. Yeah, literally good for her.
0: So Lip is an asshole and implies that she's only there because she's escorting or like, you know, kind of like, there for hire Um, but she rightfully so tells him off and says that she goes to school there and she says that there's only about five kids now including him from the back of the yards that go to Chicago Polytechnic which is the fake university they made up for the show and she says that it took her a long time to catch up to the level of education her peers already came in with and she's trying to bond with him over like struggling with higher level education coming from a poor background but he interrupts her and asks her if she wants to smoke weed at the cafeteria and then have sex and she's like are you fucking kidding me so she turns him down. She was so girl boss about it. She goes, oh my
1: God, this line.
0: She goes, wow, well, so you think that just because you were some hot shit back home with that hood rat attitude, it's going to work here? And it's like, so, so true. true. Unnamed female <laughs> character. She did not get a name. He is too cocky. So with his ego a little bit bruised from getting rejected again, especially by a Southside girl, he then catches the eye of some girl sitting on the stairs. Homeboy's just making and his like, rounds. listen, Shameless, I got some shit to say. I don't really appreciate that the only plus size girl Lip ever hooks up with is shown to be too aggressive in bed and not a great lay on Lip's end. Like, it kind of sucks. Yeah. But anyway, immediately cut to them having sex in his dorm bed. Um, She's on top and she orgasms and immediately leaves and Lip just kind of lays back defeated. Like, damn, I did not, <laughs> did not do well today. But it's like, did she have to be plus size? Yeah. Did it have to be a joke? Like, did, it did it have to, have be, to the, be a joke that, that it.
1: The fact that he had that to the go... only girl
0: Lip, w- Lip could get with was a fat girl. Yep. Did that have to be the joke? <sighs> anyway, and maybe, and maybe that wasn't their intention. Like they just hired an actress, but I have a hard time believing that. I have a hard time believing that they didn't write it into the script.
1: But at the same time, it's believable that they did that intentionally because not four f- seasons later, they did the same exact plot line. With lip? No, um, with uh, lip and Trevor when they go to the bar with the chubby. Oh, people. with
0: Ian and Trevor with the fat. Yeah, yep. with the with the chubby guys and they're the like, chub and, bar and, and and yeah and Trev's like Trev's like yeah I just hook up with them because they make me feel good about myself the fact that I'm still sexy to them because
1: they know that like. They don't, can't get anyone normally, but they know that they desire me. So I go there specifically because I know they, they can't have anyone else. Like, ew, fuck, gross of you, shameless. Like, it's just,
0: it's just so evil the way that they talk about that. It's so evil. They, like, dehumanize
1: people just because they look different than the characters they write for.
0: Right, and it's like all the characters are- Assholes! Really with the exception of Carl. With the exception of Carl, Carl dates one plus size girl. All of the characters date very skinny, you know, thin people.
1: Oh, the um the girl from the fry shop?
0: Yeah, Anne from with the tamales yeah, I love but her. then that doesn't last long at all yeah no, and he fucks it
1: over or whatever
0: when he kissed her and she was like oops so then back at World Wide cup fiona returns and tells mike that the company car windshield was cracked when she came out of the re- the arena and he like kind of calls her bluff on it like just testing the water asking why she didn't mention it when when he called her and so she like kind of passive aggressively fights back and is like well you were too busy giving me shit about not calling you last night so i couldn't mention it so he's like okay okay i'll give you a ride home And she leaves with him and she feels like very obviously guilty about lying to him. Mm -hmm. But it is like, it was kind of shitty of her to be like, well, you were busting my balls about not calling you. Yeah. Like that's
1: not an excuse. Like property is damaged at this point. Like who gives a fuck?
0: (laughs) Right. Well, and it's, it's not just cracked. Like she's like, she's like, yeah, it was cracked. Like that implies it's like a little crack. It was shattered. No, it's
1: shattered. That
0: shit was shattered, dude. So Carl returns to the hospital and updates the nurse about Frank and Lips' blood types. And it's like. Bitch, why would she care? But he asks her to test Fiona's blood and he pulls out a used tampon in a plastic bag and she is like, Mm-mm, no, you should have pressed it to the card yourself. And Damn, that, okay, I was paying, I feel like I was paying too close attention to this, but damn, that tampon is soaked as hell, but the string is completely white. Yep. (laughs) And everybody who has a period and has used a tampon knows that when, when the tampon fills up, the string starts to soak too. Ooh, girl. Uh. Anyway, so then Debbie arrives at Maddie's apartment and he lets her in. Rob's
1: apartment was a man.
0: Yeah. And he lets her in and it's, well, cause like you could live in an apartment with your family, but- It's incredibly awkward from the beginning, and it's so awful to watch. It's- I hate it. Yeah, she asks if his parents are there, and he says that they live in Gary, Indiana, and she's like, oh, you live alone? He's like, yeah. And so she sneaks a peek at his wallet, and it has a condom in it, and I can't remember if she says classy, or if I just wrote that being like, wow, classy. (laughs) Um, and then she sees his ID. He's- he's 20. You're 20? 20? You're 20? 20? Um- so super freaked out debbie stands up and immediately admits that she's only 13 maddie's shocked but he kind of like takes the news in stride such a creep like i understand why he doesn't want to hurt her feelings but it's like why would you let her stay
1: yeah like it'd be one and thing, then he like it'd be one thing if it started off and then he like holds her hand it'd be one thing if it started off as just only a friendship but like it started off as them like being more than just like friends
0: well even then it's like it's like dude what do you have in common yeah
1: what do you have in common with a 13 year old regardless of you're just being friends like there's no reason you need to be with a 13 year old
0: like even if that then it could be more of like a older brother relationship like he drives her around and stuff because that's like kind of what he does but i cannot imagine how awkward it must have been for emma to film this scene yeah if i was little little 13 year old emma i would have been like imagine
1: that fucking guy that dude's probably was probably older than 20 in real life right
0: well probably probably around there 20 21 oh what if she had a crush on him that would have been so sad i hate that but maddie (laughs) so maddie put storage wars on and like okay damn that show bangs storage wars you ever seen Storage
1: Wars? Yeah, dude, that show actually kind of sucks. Dude,
0: that show fucking bangs. Well, it, the Canadian one used to be on Netflix. That one was the best because all the people had such big personalities, but they weren't like weirdos. They were I just like. I only
1: remember the TLC one.
0: I thought it was on AE.
1: Like, could you might be right.
0: Yeah. Well, because there's like Storage Wars America, which was like AE, and then there's Storage Wars Canada. But Storage Wars Canada, ooh, that one's so much better. If they ever put it back on Netflix. Back at Kevin V's house, V tells Carol about the three babies, and then she tells Carol that she's going to have to abort her baby because she can't feed four, and Carol gets upset. Obviously. Obviously. Of course she's going to get upset. So Carol argues that V can just hire a wet nurse, but Kev tells them the news about, like, the alibi's poor financials. Like, she's, like...
1: Sh- what is a wet nurse? Some,
0: uh, a uh, like, live-in nurse who also can breastfeed. Gotcha. Who, who's still, yeah, still breastfeeding. Um... But Kev's like, yeah, bad news. Actually, we can't do that because Alibi has no money. And Carol and Kev both don't want to abort the baby, but V holds her ground. She's like, nope, I, no, we can't feed four babies. And Carol storms out. And then the tension between Kev and V is like Mm -hmm. insane. He tries to comfort her, but she's still angry. She's not having any of it, especially because he's not, he's not submitting to her. Like, he's not like, okay, you're right. Like, we can't feed four babies. Like, he really does want to try to make it work. So Lip returns to the cafeteria and meets his friend, but his friend has to go home to the wife. So Lip is left totally alone in the snow. It is so sad for yeah, him. Yeah, because
1: he's like, hey, do you want to, like, hang out and smoke afterwards? He's like, nah, I gotta get home to the mija and, like, the kids or whatever.
0: Yeah, to the to the esposa. And, yeah, he's left totally alone. He's like, I got no girl. I got no friends. Like, Ron and Amanda are gone. He's not not at home. And it's like, for someone like Lip who's always surrounded by people growing up in a house like that to be totally alone is like kind of kind of sucks sometimes
1: mm-hmm. like that's it's like sad him standing in the snow smoking in like a joint on like by the dumpster I dumpsters. know it's he
0: just sits he just sits on the like on the curb and he's like well I'm just here um so Mike drops Fiona off at home and he asks one more time if she lied about what happened to the windshield and then she doubles down on her like she's like no it was like broken like that but then he confesses to her that the police called about the incident and that he totally caught her lying to him, and she's really upset that he set her up like that. But he's like, "You shouldn't have lied in the first place." And they have this argument and they exchange words. And he says, "Why would you do that?" And she says, it's "Because it's what I do. I'm a Gallagher." And it's like, "Shut up, shameless!" Everybody, take a shot. Fiona blamed her problems on being Gallagher once again. Drinking game. Everybody, Every take a damn shot. Every time they say, uh, "We're," ga- it's
1: because we're a Gallagher i'm a gallagher shut up literally shut the fuck up dude i have never heard anyone use their last name that much in vain
0: (laughs) i know anyway mike gives her an ultimatum saying that he can't be in a relationship where there's lying and fiona fires back that she can't be in a relationship with ultimatums stupid so she starts to walk away and then she pauses she's like ah fuck she turns around and concedes and their first fight, ah, uh, their first fight. Uh, and Fiona was wrong. I will stand by that. Fiona yeah, she was, was wrong.
1: stupid and she was wrong. And
0: Mike, <laughs> yeah, Mike is very clear with her. He says, lying is my number one thing. I can't be with you if you lie to me. And poor Mike. Does she does not, not stop, stop lying to you, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. So they make they make up anyway. Um, And then Maddie's car pulls up and Fiona catches Debbie walking inside. And she kind of chases after her, but Debs gets away. In the living room there, Carl and Frank are on the couch and Carl tells Fiona that her and Frank are a blood match and that she could donate her liver to him. So Fiona on YouTube finds the video of the window getting smashed and she's super embarrassed, really stressed out and like just to pile on top of it, this whole Carl thing. Fiona tells Carl that she won't donate her liver, causing Carl to just like explode again.
1: His little puberty rasp. Yeah, he's
0: like, he's like, he's like, Fiona, like, he's so mad at her. And she fires back saying that she's taking care of her for a change not frank and it's like okay girl sure you are mm-hmm. so carl storms upstairs he's really upset and frank says it's okay if fiona won't do it i'll get my other daughter too
1: boom mic drop
0: well fiona says fiona's confused she says debbie's under 18 she can't do it so frank drops a bomb he has another daughter samantha who's older than fiona and he just like smirks at her and she's at her jaws wide open. And Frank walks off, leasing, leaving Fiona to think about what he just what dropped
1: on her. What the fuck?
0: And that's the end of the episode. Well, the end credit scene is Carl jacking off in the back of the math class, that little fucking demon. This show. And the end song is Harvest by Mergence. It's kind of like one of those like classic Rocky mm-hmm. kind of sounds, so, guitar heavy songs that Chambles always uses, but... Next week on Shameless, Carl and Frank meet Samantha, who is, quote, just Frank and skank form. <laughs> Debbie plans on having sex with Maddie. Lip struggles with time management, and Fiona meets Mike's brother, Robbie. Juicy so,
1: episode next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Next week, some big things. Is, is next week um, Strangers on a no, Train? No, th- I think
1: that's two. Up-
0: that's that, up yeah, four- that's a
1: one episode from now.
0: Uh Oh, is it My Oldest Daughter?
1: Yeah, that's next week.
0: N- is next week's my And then daughter. I don't
1: think Strangers on a Train is the one after that. I think it might be 06.
0: No, it's episode four. No, 06 is, 06 is, uh, 06 is, um ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Episode five is There's the Rub. Or was that episode one? Hold on, I'm going to try to remember it. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell
1: me. No, you're right, you're right. Strain- no, no, but you're right, Strangers on a Train is 404.
0: Strangers on a Train is four. There's, there's the rub is five, six. I know, I know seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Seven is Jar jail, Invalid, Martyr, Cutter. Eight is what did uh, you say?
1: Five was.
0: oh six five six. Five is there's the rub. Six is Iron City.
1: Yeah, yeah. Am I right? right?
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Yeah, the uh, yeah five five is there's the rub because it's all about the rub and tug six is iron city because that's when fiona goes to jails seven is jailbird invalid martyr because that's when ian comes back eight is hope springs paternal nine is ballad of bonnie and carl legend of bonnie carl 10 is i'm i'm the liver
1: no uh 10 is liver i hardly know her
0: liver i hardly know her 501 is i'm liver i think uh 11 is Emily, obviously, obviously and 12 is lazarus yeah. obviously, Ob- obviously <laughs> is Emily and 12 is lazarus yes, of course uh, that's so embarrassing yeah, how me, dare actually, you? <laughs> that i know all these <laughs> that i know all these well and then season five is it's like i'm the liver the two lisas fuck i don't remember the two lisas episode three i think and then episode four is like a night to remember wait what five is
1: no 501 is milk of the gods milk yeah, of the of one's milk a- episode two yeah. i'm the
0: liver episode two is i'm the liver because that's when they go yeah. to the brunch episode three lisa's. is uh the two lisas four is a night to remember wait what five is write a passage write a passage six is crazy love seven is
1: tell me you fucking need me tell me you
0: fucking need me eight is
1: uncle carl
0: uncle carl nine is carl's first yeah. sentencing 10 is uh Southside rules yeah. 11 is drugs actually and 12 is love songs in the key of gallagher yeah oh i can't i can't do season six i don't even think i could do any season after that i can't dude i can't do fucking any of them after five after five
1: that's insane
0: i don't know them i just don't know i just don't know what they're called i remember what happens i just don't know like what the episode mm. titles are well god we'll how'd you
1: like this episode lena
0: it's whatever it's just filler mostly yeah. i did like taking the notes though i thought that was mm. fun. Um. So maybe if Amanda ever needs me to do it again,
1: yeah. I will. I like this episode. Yeah, it's just like, it's filler. It kind of just sets up everyone's emotions and kind of like how they are and what's going to happen in like the later season. Like, especially like next episode is kind of like a lot of major plot points that start you. S- yeah, Next like, episode is when you see all the plot points that you continue to see throughout the season.
0: Right, like it's only the second episode. Like the yeah. first episode is spent setting up been what happened season. during the break and then this is this is setting what up what's going to happen later in the season what the season's gonna be next season
1: we get the new daughter quote-unquote which is sammy and then we yeah. have maddie and the whole debbie like, relationship we know that which we continue to see maddie
0: and debbie fiona lying to mike they're kind of planting that seed and then like carl meeting
1: robbie who we will see
0: yeah and um we have like tinkerings of the rub and tug and financial problems with the alibi no and, mention of ian yet um, yeah I don't no no there was shit. no mention uh, of
1: ian this episode right i do
0: think in the next one no and the next one though is the one mickey where mickey asks about him right has sex with that redhead no girl, is it maybe? it's no that was no, season five, no, what it is it? i think it's the
1: the scene um with mickey at the bar and he's like have you heard from gallagher and he's like frank no no one's fucking heard from him and he's like no the the redhead
0: I thought it was the one where he's really drunk at the bar and he goes, I like fucking carrot tops, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then Kev points out a lady like across the bar who's redhead and he's like, he's like, well, maybe you fire no, a No, That's after he maybe already. He's like, I don't need to. That's
1: after Ian comes back. So he already saw Ian there. So that's when he's like fantasizing about Ian. And so he goes and fucks the redhead, right?
0: No, that's. No, because that's. What, what I think you're thinking of maybe is season five when they like have, when Ian runs away with Monica. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't see Ian. He literally, Lip is the one who finds Ian first. And Lip- Lip and Debbie it, It's do. not until, yeah. And they don't, it's not until there's the rub that the MPs come to college and like beat up Lip. And they're like, hey, do you know this guy? And then that's when Lip goes to Mickey and is like, have you seen him and mickey's like no why are, why He's do you think i trouble? would know him that well and lips well and yeah and lips like and lips like are you going to make me sell it out for you that's kind of funny
1: we're getting so ahead of ourselves amanda you can cut all of this out
0: i don't know it's fine we we ended we ended well i no i don't know well we ended the episode early so it's like we got a little time to chat oh episode three is called like father like daughter i'm wait Oh, I'm s- okay. So, correction, I'm so sorry. At the beginning of this episode I said that this is called Simple Pleasures. It's not. It's called My Oldest Daughter. Um, this is My Oldest Daughter. The next episode is like Father Like Daughter. Uh Anyway, no, this is yep, this is the next episode is uh when Mickey fucks that redhead mm. lady. Maybe it's maybe it's like the next episode after that. Maybe it's Strangers on a Train when he asks about him.
1: Yeah. Cause then, cause like, I feel like it's not, that's not the first Mickey scene we see. We see him once and then we right, see because him I, time.
0: Well, because it's, it's about Svetlana, but the Svetlana stuff might not happen until episode four either. I guess we'll find out. I mean, like we're saying this, like we're not going to find out. Hey everybody. This is one of your co-hosts, Mana, dropping in from the edit to help her co-hosts out. The scene that they are talking about of Mickey asking about Ian's whereabouts at the bar already happened in episode one i'm leaving all this
1: in because it's hilarious but that scene did in fact already happen okay continue
0: but the order of things gets a little tricky sometimes anyway we should probably record a legit outro
1: yes we should well how how'd you feel about this episode did you like it was it bad or are you just ready for the rest of the season (laughs)
0: I'm just ready for the rest of the season. This isn't, like, honestly, out of all of them in the entire season, this is probably the weakest. Yeah. Which is fine, because it's the second episode. Yeah,
1: it's fine. There's nothing bad about it.
0: No, it's just the weakest. It's just the least dramatic, least plot heavy. Like, it's just it's just a lot of filler, which there's nothing wrong with, I don't think. But it is setting up a lot of big things. It's foreshadowing a lot of big things that now, with, like, our hindsight, because we've seen it so many times, we're like, ooh, they set that up right mm-hmm. here, actually. Um, How did you feel? Yeah, same thing. Like, it just
1: interesting to see how they're setting it up for what we already know it's gonna happen it's like especially as you said like it's nice to like point like be able to point more things out being like oh they did this to continue to bring it back later this season or to throw something in earlier than later um but yeah kind of bored but that's about it it was so good it was fine
0: i had a yeah i did have a lot of fun like doing the notes and doing the narration i really want to do like i really want to like lead an episode with amanda here Mm. though I just want to be like, okay, Amanda, we're chitting and (laughs) chatting back and forth. Like, let's fucking go. go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but hey, I mean, if she ever needs me to do the notes again, I will jump at that chance. Anyway... Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Lena, Evan, where can
1: they find you online?
0: Oh, oh my gosh, thank you. Evan, they can find me um, on Instagram at Kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. They can find me on Twitter at Durs but the L isn't I. Evan, where can they find you? You can
1: find me on Instagram at die 4000 on TikTok at Unevent, or on my other Instagram at uneventful on instagram.com and then you can go ahead and find amanda or other other lovely co-host who was not here today um on instagram at abnormalamanda 18 you can find her um on uh, i just i she has so many different uh like underscores i want to make sure it's
0: all it's all abnormal amanda 18 but it's like some have underscores some yes don't. i want to make sure so,
1: her get the right one. Uh,
0: yeah you can find amanda on instagram at Abnormal Amanda eighteen. You can find her on Twitter at Abnormal Amanda. And you can find her on TikTok at Abnormal Amanda underscore eighteen. You can email the luck we had pod at gmail dot com. You can find us on Instagram at Luck We Had Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Luck We Had Pod and TikTok at Luck We Had Pod. Um do not Go
1: ahead and check out Amanda's other podcasts. Skip to the gay parts. It is a yes, lovely so true. podcast Uh she uh I believe is Just uploaded their, uh, the Black Sails episode about the gay pirates, so everyone go check that out.
0: Yeah, she loves the gay pirates. Um yeah and don't forget to like rate review and subscribe leave us send us an email leave us a comment whatever whatever we hear from it really you. does mean a lot yes we love to hear from you every time somebody messages us on our tumblr i do run our tumblr it is also yes. a Head pod
1: if you want to buy a sticker go ahead and dm me or you can go ahead and message a look we had instagram uh we got plenty of stickers and i always give throw in a little extra
0: he really does love to throw in little extras um but yeah we've had some really great interactions from like people who listen to the podcast lately and it's just been really fun talking to you guys and just sharing theories and things Mm -hmm. like that um so don't be shy to message us even if you're just like hey i listened to this episode i'd be like hell yeah thank you fuck yeah what did you think like you know but that's all from us today. We hope you really enjoyed us. We hope we, you didn't miss Amanda too much, but she will be back. Um. But yeah, Evan, I guess we are out.
1: We are out. Goodbye, Lena. I hope you have a wonderful night. And goodbye, everybody. You too, Thank Evan. Thank you so much for Goodbye, listening. everybody.